Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we discuss the films in the DC Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. My name's Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And I'm Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Andy from Holy Batcast. So you can check out Holy Batcast wherever you found this podcast. And you can find the show uh, all over social media just by looking for its name, Holy Batcast. It's all over the internet. Check it out, guys. Check out the internet, too, mm-hmm. while you're at it. <laughs> Lots of good stuff on the internet. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, Let's get today... the kids out of the room. <laughs> today on... Um... Uh, what are we doing? We're doing uh, Man of Steel. We're on minute number 87, and um, uh, this minute's going to start out with uh, the continuing uh, side of the Black Zero panel being struck, and uh, the minute's going to end with uh, Cal-El of Krypton reaching out to a spinning escape pod. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this... So we're uh, in for a ride here, boys. This is what? The last bit of uh, counseling that Jor-El gives Cal-El? In this minute, yes. I think mm. in this film. Uh, yeah. This might be it. This is like I think Jonathan Kent left uh, Kal-el some really really good advice in his final moment in the film, and then Jor-el's about to do the same. So like okay, um, and they're similar. You know, the, you know, you got kind of think about what kind of person you want to be because you know whether it's good or bad. You know, just, you're going to change the world. Like you have to decide what kind of person you want to be. Uh, do you want to do the right thing or do you just want to, you know, not do the right thing? And I think jor is kind of saying the same thing. Um, he says, you know, I wanted you to first learn what it meant to be human so that way you can decide. And, like, if you want to bridge the two worlds, if you don't, if you just want to choose one or the other. Um, and, I, and I really like that. And I, I love how this minute starts with, I know you didn't like it because it kind of broke it up from yesterday's minute to today's minute. Um, but I love how it starts with like the debris breaking out and you get this beautiful solar flare from the sun. Yeah, like, no, I love the it. The lens flare, you know, kind of thing. I wish it was all just one minute, man. Um, that's I a, guess. That's yeah. a stupid thing but to I, think about. <laughs> um, but I love it. I love this view from space. I love the sun, just being able to see the sun mm-hmm. kind of like from that distance it's something that I would love to see one day in in person, but probably will never happen. Um, I also love the broken debris that's just floating out in space. Yeah. Like among orbit. Um, I don't know if it's just from the Black Zero or it's just the debris from uh, our Earth uh, in general. I think it's just space debris, man. Yeah, just space the debris. place is trashed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever Google uh, Earth's space debris, it's very alarming. It's it's uh it's a very shocking thing to see. Yeah. It's just a bunch of broken space satellite uh shuttle launches um which is pretty sad. But no, it's beautiful to see in in this way that you know most of us have never been able to see before. Like yeah. we don't get this view a lot. I agree. And to have Superman out there with his caping um is kind of being like dragged out outside into space because of the vacuum of space is pulling it. it it's, it's beautiful to look at. It's a very nice uh, cinematographer did a great job setting up this scene. Um, it's just a beautiful, beautiful scene, not only uh, visually, but then also um, just the, the dialogue itself is, is a very important minute. I'd say one of the most important minutes of this entire film, in my opinion. Um, he says, we wanted you to learn what it meant to be human. Um, and I think that's important, not just with this film, 
um, but in real life as well. Like one of the things I think is so important about this DC uh, extended universe franchise series is these films are meant to kind of inspire the audience so that you take something with you as you leave. And it's not just uh, an action packed film that uh, is kind of a means for an escape. Um, You should feel a little influenced by this film or inspired or like take something out of it. I think um, it's not just like a disaster porn film, Um, but like you, um, to to kind of like learn another culture before you deem it uh, inferior or or lesser is kind of an important thing to to take out of it. Uh, not only should Cal L learn that with humans, but like us as humans as well. Um, it's and, called and the Zod and the Kryptonians. Yeah, it's like that should be Zod's lesson. Oh, it really should be. Learn your lesson, General. <laughs> uh, it's called ethnocentrism. Is when you believe that your culture is superior than anyone else's just because that's how you live your life. Um, and, you know, Joral's really teaching him that that's not the way it should be. You sh- just because someone lives a different life doesn't mean that their life is different than yours or lesser than yours, uh, that your culture is superior. And before you go deeming other cultures value, you should first experience those cultures and then, you know, decide if you want to be a part of that or you know then form your opinion so i think it's a very important lesson for us as well as instead of just cal else you know so i really enjoy this this moment <laughs> that was a lot man you're hitting us with some knowledge yeah that was, that was impressive <laughs> right? well done yeah. <laughs> applaud applause we need to get a flashing sign hang it right there who's gonna li- Who's going to look at it? I'm going to look at it. Just the cat. Yeah. Hey, you guys need to start clapping now. Yeah. Um, I do like, like, hey, man, going back to this striking of the panel and the scene and everything like that, like, when Cal looks back at him, like, okay, now what? Mm-hmm. Like, that, like, him just, like, waiting for direction, I guess, for, mm-hmm. from Jor-El is it was one of my favorite things. Again, novice Superman, he doesn't really know what to do in this whole situation, so he's just going to not so much follow orders, but, you know. Take the suggestion. Yeah. Because what else are you going to do? Like, you were just being mind probe. You were just lied to. Like, you got a familiar face. You're going to listen to him. It's really good. Um, do you think the Black Zero has a, a way of shutting down that hole? Shouldn't it be, like, getting ripped apart with all, like, the vacuum and everything? No? Is everything that just... in that room did get ripped out. Yeah. Well, not really. But, like, the whole ship itself. doesn't. Isn't that, like, a thing? Like, you just get one puncture and then all of a sudden everything gets wrecked? Mm. tears apart titanic style well i was thinking maybe the liquid geo should come back and that's what i was thinking seal up the hole like you know like white blood cells would to to an open wound that's what i would think we don't get to see that man we don't maybe it's just ruin the scene even when he's floating away don't you want to see the sun yeah i do want to see the sun but (laughs) even when he's floating away man (laughs) doesn't do it Hmm. i i think it's built for space travel so it you know I think it holds up to, to the, uh, to the rigors of space. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Comic book and movies. It's not hu- It's not human made. <laughs> it's crypt- it's Kryptonian craftsmanship, which we know is a little tougher than ours. It's true. So it's very. I true. think it. I think it can hold up. Maybe at least for the few, at least for the the ten seconds they're standing there. Yeah. Who knows what happens after that? Jor El just presses a button and it just like all right, close the shutters. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like they, well, they have to fix it before they travel. So right, 
before the thing separates and it goes to opposite ends of the earth. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Um, then, you know, they'd have to be like, well, first we got to seal up the hole. Otherwise, it's going to burn right through it, you know? Um, I kind of... Uh, I kind of wanted to ask you, Andy, a little bit because we kind of get this um, father to son uh, moment, and mm-hmm. I know you talk a lot about another famous DC superhero, uh, arguably maybe more popular than Superman, and uh, I kind of want to get your opinion on a father son meeting uh, of Batman and what that might be like. Oh my God, that's a that's a great question. Um... I mean, it, that has been played with in in comics before, and uh, even in some animation and stuff of the of the conversations Bruce would have with his father if if that ever came to be. I think at the end of the day, you know, it's more about is is Bruce uh, does he feel like he is uh, you know doing right by the Wayne name and by his father, and um, that's a, a theme that actually pops up quite a bit around Batman. Um, you know, often with Alfred, uh, kind of saying, of course, you know, of course your father would be proud of all that you've done. And, and, you know, um, you know, just recently I did a review of Batman Begins, you know, that movie, much like this movie, very much about father son relationships. Um, because just like, just like this movie, that that's a movie where, uh, the main character in that case, Bruce here, Clark has, has multiple father figures in his life that, that help guide him to who he's going to become. But Mm -hmm. even in that, you know, one of the other themes is that he can't, and and Alfred warns him of this multiple times is that he can't uh, damage the Wayne legacy in his search for justice. You know, he has multiple responsibilities and it's not just to be Batman. Yeah. And so uh, it's, it's a great theme to play with as far as what that conversation would be like. I think, you know, I think every day Bruce wishes he could have that conversation with his father. Uh, he wishes he had his own uh, hologram version. I think of Thomas Wayne mm-hmm. that he could yeah, sure that he could that he could check in with. But uh, but yeah, I mean he's he's doing everything he can to to be a proud Wayne and to and to make his father's legacy matter. And so I think it's it's just about that. I mean, there's the great scene at the end of Flashpoint where mm-hmm. he he's delivered the letter. Um, mm-hmm. from Thomas to him from the flash. And you never read the, you never get to see what the letter says, but you just get the, the great follow up of, uh, of Bruce, you know, tears in Bruce's eyes. And it's just a, uh, it's a heartbreaking thing to think about of, of what conversations they wish they could have, but uh, if things had gone differently. So. Yeah. I remember reading the actual flashpoint book and I think there's just like a little snippet of, the letter i think just enough to say like it's that it's signed by thomas yeah yeah, yeah it's and, just the uh, signature right and it's just like that to me when i read that that was a powerful moment even though it's just it's a small thing you know but it is a letter from his father um i think that's that's one of the most magnificent uh parts of that that uh story mm-hmm. um i like that you brought up batman begins because it is very similar uh you know uh trying to protect the Wayne legacy and not just trying to be Batman is you could say it's the same as, uh, yeah, uh, Cal Clark wants to be Kal-El and Kryptonian, but you shouldn't, um, have to sacrifice, uh, your human side of things, uh, Mm -hmm. for, and there there should be a balance. Um, and what we got in Batman begins was, you know, Ra's al Ghul was almost a father figure as well. Right. Uh, Until, you know, Bruce Wayne decided, Hey, that's not how I want to live my life. Um, we killing people isn't 
justice in my opinion Mm -hmm. so you know that's kind of what we wanted in this film was to have general zod start out as kind of like the father figure who then superman feels like i've been lied to this whole time and then realizes that that's not the way Mm -hmm. so yeah that's a good that's a really good reference there two references good comparison yeah really good um well let's be real i love this movie but it's superman begins i mean Oh yeah, just call no just call it like it is. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but they they took inspiration from Batman Begins, and that's okay. Yeah. If you're going to be inspired by something, be inspired by the best. <laughs> exactly, and that to me that is the best Batman film. I don't know about you, but to me that is. I I agree. I think oh, it cool. is. Yeah, I feel validated now. Kal <laughs> <laughs> um, knows what he wants to do. He. Um, General Jor-El says, look out there. He's like, you know, you could save her. You could save all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very powerful line uh, in this film. That's what Kalo wants to do. He's been raised by his uh, Kent family to want to do the right thing. And he knows that saving human the human race, um, correcting it from the path that Krypton is that was on um, so that it doesn't suffer the same fate. He wants to do the right thing. You know, he doesn't question it. He That's what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Um, he leaves this, uh, the Black Zero in a very you interesting say way. <laughs> uh, very it's, uh, uh, messianic-like. You, yeah, very, almost like a certain religious figure. <laughs> um, not not subtle. No, no it's... Um, it's pretty on the nose. It's pretty, <laughs> pretty on the nose, but... Uh, I, I love it, it's, though. It, it's... It's a Superman thing. Like, yes, like I've seen uh, it take a little bit of grief of being like, oh, like it's too much. I'm like, no, that's a Superman thing. Everyone's done it. You know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. there's the the Superman Jesus parallels are um, varied and many and uh, and easily found. (laughs) It's yeah, Yeah. exactly. So so, you know, you uh, you run with it. Yeah, right. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I think. Well, and what I like about it is it doesn't last too long. It's yeah. just there for a moment, and then it passes. Like it was held just the right amount of time without w- to keep it from being too much. Yeah, like I want to feel what that. I want to know what that feels like. Like just stepping out of like in, in like zero g and just being in like that what, that open space. At, you know? Well, I will say first of all, I think people might debate you on whether it lasts too long because then people oh, really? bring up people would bring up not this film but then the other film as well, and they would say that whole you know the whole time we get this. In, Superman in both films, they're always doing this kind of Jesus reference. Yeah. But I think, in my opinion, that that makes sense. Like, in a world where we get Superman, mm-hmm. I would be that uh, lady on the rooftop in Donna Justice. Like, look at this being oh, yeah. who's flying in the sky. Absolutely. Like, how do I not praise you? Mm-hmm. Especially if you want to do the right thing. Like, you inspire me like like if superman inspires me like in reality like he does so why not i i'm I'm right there with you man we 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 would be on the same roof (laughs) if superman existed i would treat him the same way a christian would treat jesus because you're there you are doing it like great on you man yeah So, I don't think it's uncalled for. I think it actually is called for, and I think there's a lot of it, but for a natural reason. 
but you know that's oh, just me this part exists in the movie for you yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> um he you know and then he as he floats out into space i really like uh right before he he darts off to go after lois lane um you have to kind of look for it but jor does kind of blink away like yeah dem- dem- dematerializes, dematerializes again <laughs> Um, and I, th- I think they actually add a sound effects. I, I just know. Well, that, that, that's when the wall should be getting closed up, but it doesn't. They do it later. <laughs> <laughs> They're too busy trying to get to Smallville and trying to get to... Uh, they had to go down to the, the, the sub-level C and grab a 2x4 and put it up on there. That's how they closed it up. They used wood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So the rest of this minute ends with uh, Kal El's chase for Lois Lane's ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, the music is going; it's very. Um, it's just a classic Superman yeah. saving Lois. It's it's very hopeful. It's very like uh, I don't I don't know how to say it, but it's very heroic. Oh yeah, you know, no doubt. Like it's 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 perilous, but at the same time, it's inspiring. So it is very heroic. He's going after the woman he loves. Supposedly, we don't know yet. Um, and you know, he wants to save her just like it's a metaphor for him wanting to save the human race. And I love how it's not easy. I love how it's not like Superman just like, all right, I'm going to go save the skate pod. It's like, he's trying. It's, it almost looks like he can't make it in time. Like he's fighting with the smoke. He's fighting with the skate pods swirling out, uh, and like, uh, reaching earth in incredible speed. And so he has to try and catch up with it. And I love how. Um, it doesn't seem easy, but he's still trying to do it. So I think it's oh, yeah. really cool. Well, yeah, he's still mastering his powers. He's still understanding it all. And at the same time, she got a head start. So, yeah, I mean, it <laughs> it, it, it adds to the suspense. It adds to the excitement in that uh, this, isn't, this isn't an easy save for him. Uh, he's got to catch up. He's got to get in there. And so, uh, yeah, it just makes for really exciting. And, th- and you're right. Again, Hans Zimmer's score swells in that heroic theme as this is happening. It's just a, mm-hmm. a really nice action beat. Absolutely. Um, and then just as the minute ends, he finally gets a hold of her. Just touches it. Just gets a hand on it. Just a slightest touch. Right when it ends. So I think... Again, this this film is is cut up pretty pretty nicely for us. So like, and <laughs> on like these cliffhangers, um, but that is all I had for this minute. What did you, what about you guys? Yeah, I think I think that's it. We're gonna get some uh, some good lovey bits later on. Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, another another strong minute. Um, for me, the highlight is that conversation between Clark and Jarrell, um, especially because I feel like if since, as you noted, this is the last time they interact in the film, uh, it's a perfect note to go out on for the relationship of of Jarrell saying you can save her you can save them all. That's a, a perfect mission statement for him to leave his son with um, if they're never going to meet again. So I think it's it's great. Very well done. Absolutely. I could not agree more. Yeah. Um, but all righty, guys. We're going to go ahead and wrap up for today. If you love everything you heard, don't forget to leave us a great review on iTunes. It really helps us out. We have some other podcasts, Honey Hole My Beer, Stellar Dynamics. And then Nate also does another minute-by-minute podcast called Tarantino Minute, where they're currently covering Reservoir Dogs uh, one minute at a time. And definitely check out everything that Andy's got going on 
on his side with the Holy Batcast and more. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow here on DC Cinematic Minute.